What's up, Change the Channel podcast listeners? My name is Megan Grace, and this is another episode of Change the Channel podcast. Welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode, I wanted to just create some space around a conversation for people that are in forms of leadership. Um, also people that are, um, healers in different ways. Um, I had this really beautiful conversation with my acupuncturist and learned some really powerful stories that were stored in my own body. And it got me thinking that perhaps I'm not the only one. So I had gone in, um, I, you know, I work in the field of body work and healing and constantly telling people, you know, or suggesting, not telling, suggesting that people get the care that they need, take care of themselves. And like a lot of holistic practitioners, I would sometimes neglect myself. So I've been in kind of this pattern, uh, now of seeing this incredible acupuncturist shout out to Chinese medicine, acupuncturists, uh, alternative wellness. There's so much body wisdom in that. Well, we'd been working on kind of my lower left side. Um, like, I don't know, it was, it was almost as if there was this pulling from my spine around and, we couldn't quite get to the heart of it and figure out what was going on. So it was my sacrum was twisting, my hips were filling off. Um, and as we were working, which is so funny, it's one of those moments where I'm like, well, duh, I'm a body worker. I should know these things, right? Can we talk about that channel, the channel that you know something about a topic, therefore, you believe that you should be able to see that stuff in yourself a hundred percent. And there's almost the shame when you don't, can we just pause on that channel and say how challenging it is to see things when um, you're too close to the topic or when you've been living with a certain kind of discomfort for so long that it just kind of feels like a part of your everyday happenings. And yeah, so let's just do away with that. Like, how about instead of, I should have known, let's shift it to, I'm so glad I know now, or, um, I should know better to, I'm so excited to learn better or learn more. Um, I'm here to lean in here to unwind, not to become so much of an expert that there's no space to learn and grow. Okay. So back to the story. Um, so I come in and I had scheduled my appointment specifically because I knew I was going to be having a big trip, traveling, doing time with family, you know, all of that stuff just kind of tends to bring up things in the body. And so I, like a smart human decided to schedule a session with my magical acupuncturist after I got back. And we were working again on, you know, the same spaces, kind of talking through things. And as I was laying on my, on my belly with the, um, you know, with the needles and spaces in my back, I was laying still enough, quiet enough to hear my body say, no, it's the front. It's the, it's the psoas. It's, 
It's your groin. Your groin is what's hurting your low back. It's fascinating how the body works, but I was like, okay, well, I'm going to listen. I'm going to try this out. And when, uh, my practitioner came back in and was like, okay, you know, how are you feeling? And I said, well, I think that my body needs support in, you know, kind of my groin hip. So as muscle. And she was like, oh yeah, the psoas. And as soon as she put the needles in that place, supporting, I believe it was the liver spleen. And then also kind of that psoas muscle, I just felt my body melt. And it's funny because again, being too close to the topic, like the psoas is this powerful muscle that, you know, kind of connects the top, the trunk part of the body with the lower legs. Um, they're those juicy junctions in the body that tend to be, you know, almost like the, the hair catch in the drain, um, of a shower. It's those spaces that catch so much of the trauma and memories and can get really congested. And so, she worked on that area and I could just feel my body melting and how up regulated I had been. Um, I was just operating that way. It was almost as if I didn't know, but my body was like, Oh girl, we know. So as she came back and we started taking the pins out, I was just telling her like, it's, it's so nice to have somebody else that knows more about my body than I know about my body. Um, because again, we get in those patterns of, I should know better. Therefore, why do I need anybody else? I'll just muscle through. And we got in this beautiful conversation about, it's almost like the higher we rise in knowledge of a specific area or being in leadership, it's like the smaller the pool of people become that you feel safe to let your guard down and say, I'm actually having a really hard time, or I don't know what to do about this. And I feel like I should know what to do about this. Or I just literally need someone else to touch this topic, touch this part of my body, help so that I can feel that I'm not alone in the world with my pain, with my process, that I don't need to always be the smartest person in the room to be safe. And that was just so transformational. And she said that she had also experienced that. It's kind of this, this idea of the deeper into the work you get yourself, the smaller the pool of people become that you do feel safe sharing the off moments with or your needs with. And so it got me thinking how much that shows up in leadership in so many ways. Um, the need to always have an answer, the need to tote the company line, the, especially I, I'm also really connected with a lot of, um, like dancers and artists in that way. And it's, there's this pressure that, you know, if you're used to being the one that, um, hosts the event or that is the teacher upholding everyone else's emotions and feelings, um, that there's no space for you to actually break down and to feel, um, and to feel in real time with other people, uh, the extent of your experience, it can be really, really complex to separate, what it means to uphold a standard of leadership and then also to just be in your authenticity about 
what you're experiencing and the pain that's there. Um, I had also kind of mixed in with this whole topic. It's going to be a little bit of a rambling, rambling, uh, podcast, but I'm hoping that it will touch on some points that feel a resonance with you as well. Um, I realized too, what it can feel like when we, when you are someone that's, you know, in that space of leadership and you do find those couple people that do create safety for you, or for me specifically, anyone that allows me to feel actually connected with my mind and body at the same time is, sort of a rare gem, a rare creature. And I'm so grateful to them. Now, sometimes what I'm also realizing is just because I feel a resonance or I feel safe with someone or my body has, you know, the, like feels the go ahead to share how I'm feeling doesn't always mean that the other person has capacity in that moment to hear or to hold or to listen to, or to be in the sphere and space of my discomfort. And I'd had another experience with, um, a mentor in movement that I just so deeply and profoundly look up to. And we were meeting for session and I, just felt overwhelmed with my emotions. Um, it had been sort of a buildup and just being in that space created safety. I felt safe and this person is a safe person. And at the same time, it was one of those moments where when a lot of people that are in leadership and that are holding a lot for other people get together, sometimes I think even if even if we want to, we don't always have the capacity to hold someone else's pain in that moment. And so I learned that the power of energetic consent, number one, when, um, when we, when we do notice that somebody is in a space of pain, it's almost like there's this reflex of like, Oh, let me help. Let me help. Let me reach out. But what I'm also realizing is that there is a responsibility within myself to know that if I initiate a conversation asking them, how are you feeling? What's going on? That is almost giving this vibration of permission for that person to share. And so there is, I think there's something really important about knowing what capacity we do have to hold things for other people and being clear with our questions, um, about, you know, what we have capacity to know about, because for example, with this mentor, um, I was like, yeah, this is a time to share. And they, like, they did a really, really beautiful job of holding some space. And I think that, what I was feeling was probably the last amount of energy that filled up this person's cup and then created overwhelm. Now I didn't do it on purpose. I don't think they invited me to share on purpose in a way that would create overwhelm. And yet it did, right? These things happen. They happen in live and living color with each other, especially when 
we've sequestered ourselves into a small group of people that we feel comfortable letting our guards down. And so what I learned myself was the power of self-awareness to ask questions intentionally, to invite other people to share to the level that I know that I have excess space to be able to hold. So if I'm noticing that I'm depleted, it might not be the time for me to reach out and ask someone, Hey, how are you doing? Because I have no idea what they're holding. I have no idea what they're needing support with. And if my arms metaphorically, heart metaphorically, mind, spirit are already pretty much tapped out, then it doesn't matter what they bring. It's going to be too much. And that just leads me to this other wound that I feel a lot with my clients and within myself is the I'm too much wound. And I think that that does come a lot of times from not knowing, like, how do I want to say this? It's almost like this lack of self-awareness of um, when people reach out and ask, like, how are you? And especially for deep feelers, when we start to share how we are and we notice that person go, Oh man, Oh no. I mean, I always laugh. There was a trauma informed therapist that I think within probably 10 minutes of me telling my story, their eyes were big and their body was like, this is too much. I'm like, okay, that message gets passed down. And that feeling of I'm too much is a very deep wound that stops a lot of people from sharing who they are. And I really think that a lot of that comes back to a lack of self-awareness that we, we hold kind of collectively. And we invite people to share vulnerably when we don't have space to take on what they're sharing. And so I think that it's this layered, this layered situation, right? Where we've got people feeling like they need to carry the world on their shoulders. And finally, when they need a little bit of a break, it's like, you know, it's this dumping sensation. And then they get the feedback loop message that they're too much. And that reinforces the feeling of, well, I'll just hold it all in myself. And also we have this feeling, I think of elevating leaders as, you know, almost putting them on pedestals. And that is so much pressure for any leader to hold to, you know, not be able to just say like, Hey, I just, I, I don't have capacity to talk about hard things at the moment, but I do care about you and allowing those to work in tandem together so that we can stop this perpetual feeling of isolation mixed with the feeling of being too much, which leads you back into isolation again, which leads to energetically dumping emotions on each other and then feeling the recoil of people not being able to be there in the amount that you need. Um, and then the shame that comes from being like, Oh no, I think I overshared. I just feel like this is a powerful space of growth that as people, especially, um, in the Western world, that are disconnected from the mind, body, spirit connection, we get to come home to ourselves, start to notice those patterns, those feelings, like, like my psoas muscle screaming at me for months and my low back being like, well, I guess she's listening to me. So I'll be the one to say, like, we, we need attention. You need to stop trying to go at this alone. 
And then how it felt so good to be in the presence of a practitioner that does all of this amazing work to drain the things that would keep her overwhelmed so that when I do come in, she has capacity for me. I was like, this is beautiful, beautiful modeling. And she said, well, yeah, I have my team that helps me. And I'm like, that's it. We need, if we're going to be change makers, and I know that all of you are, because we're changing channels, we're changing lives, we're changing futures. We are ancestrally healing. Um, as we move through the world, we need teams to be in support of us. And we need an authentic understanding of where we are at a given moment to know what we can offer to share. This is kind of goes into, um, the spirit of opulence, which is an incredible, um, PDF. You can look it up, um, for free. I'll even put it in the show notes, but it talks about giving and being in an open-hearted space to give, but only giving out of what is an excess, not giving um, out of a reflex or giving because we feel like we're the only ones that will do it or feeling obligated or doing it to try to receive love. Um, opulent giving is realizing my cup is so overfull in this space. I'm so saturated that I'm able to abundantly overpour into the lives of others in this way. We can't give out of a spirit of opulence if we're not aware of ourselves and if we're not aware of where we are energetically. And so then it ends up in this kind of toxic giving to try to get energy and as opposed to I'm giving because I have plenty and realizing then that we're in a space that's open to be able to receive as well, because we've created space through that act of giving. I don't know if I'm making any sense. Just sort of on this one to like release those that are used to holding it all together for the sake of the collective. You deserve to be supported too to release those that have been told over and over again that, you know, you're too much and giving that freedom and that space to say, like starting to ask energetically, energetic consent questions of the other person, like, Hey, feeling big feelings today. Do you have capacity to feel those with me and allowing people to say yes or no so that everyone is on board everyone knows what they're getting themselves into and everyone's needs are met. And then also the spirit of opulence, um, giving out of excess, not out of reflex, um, changing the narrative around, um, being the only one that can take care of situations and instead energetically calling in those that are resourced to help take care of certain situations. And then looking, um, Maybe, maybe you don't have, you know, an abundance of money at the moment, but maybe you have an abundance of time at the moment. And you're like, oh, I could listen to someone or I could run an errand for someone, or I could, you know, send a kind note or a kind message, allowing another person to know that they're seen and felt. We, we 
get to look at the myriad of ways that we are full, we do have excess and that we can share with others and not just highlight that it's only uh, money that we can give, or it's only, you know, being the one person that listens to everybody's problems. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot that we can share. And so this whole, this whole message, if I can, if I can kind of distill it down to the channels that we, the channels that happen, um, we, the channels that I believe need to be changed are the ones of full self-reliancy, the ones of, um, being too much. And the ones of, if a person starts to share with me, then I'm responsible to be with them to the end, um, regardless of the capacity that I have. And I'd love to change the channel into the idea that opulent giving means sharing out of excess. It means sharing when it feels really good to share, um, knowing our own limits in a way to be able to say like, I love you fiercely. And I actually am not the person that has capacity for this today. Um, can you check back with me or can I help support you finding somebody to share this with? Um, and then also the, um, the message that if you're a leader or especially if you're in the healing arts spaces, you get to find spaces that have resourced humans to listen to your needs as well. It's non-negotiable. It's deeply important. And finally, if you are feeling low back pain, if you carry your, um, your stress in your low back, you can feel it sometimes in your hips. My newest download about that is that, um, pain stored in the hips also connects very deeply to, uh, the, the throat. So the voice, um, when we're feeling pulled down into our basic survival needs, we don't feel safe or have an appropriate way to, um, share out loud. And that's when, you know, kind of our, our power and our roar, if you will, get silenced and muted. And that's not good. It's not good for the body. It's not good for the mind. And so this is an invitation to check in with your hips, your low back, see if you have moved into survival spaces. And if that is diminishing your ability to share with others who you are and what you need and what you see and what you're celebrating, if you're feeling isolated and limited, check in with your hips first and see how that is playing out with your voice. All right. Thank you for being on this wild ride of channel changing, um, ethereal up and down and all over the place line of consciousness with me today. But at the end of the day, I hope that you just realize that you are deeply loved. You are seen, you get to change the channels in your life that are no longer serving. It doesn't matter if you've heard the same message a thousand times Every day is a new day. We get to choose what channels we listen to and we get to be profoundly supported as we change this world for the better. Thank you so much for being with me on change the channel podcast. You are a dream. You are, um, 
I can feel you. You feel like family to me because we're on this ride together. Thank you for the work and the ways that you move through the world, the ways that you're learning to listen to yourself and your consciousness and your body and those around you, the moments and ways that you're serving and the ways that you're giving out of an opulent level of excess. This, my friends, is another episode of Change the Channel podcast. Thank you so much for being along for the ride. You are loved, you are seen, and chat with you next time. Have a great day.